Good enough, I say. <laughs> I just gave up on trying to be accurate and made up my own line. <laughs> I feel like we do that all the time. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sal gets killed and Sonny gets arrested at the end. Ooh. Boom. Deep cuts. Pretty big one. <laughs> Welcome to Syndication, the only podcast to get away with a perfect bank heist. Hostages, swearing, and sweats. This week we discuss the 1975 classic Dog Day Afternoon. I'm your host, Tyler Young, and uh, like usual, not always, but usually, it's two other people with me, my co-hosts, who are who? Hello. I'm Devin. Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know, are you withholding I, your last I name? I really thought we agreed Everyone to knows. call you Four Eyes Beardface or whatever it was. So you can't even remember it. I mean, that's what I call them, but I, I let you guys introduce yourselves, you know. Who's Who's this joker over here? Oh, I'm Matt Wartzik. <laughs> you just left off the last name of the main character. That is correct. Oh, That's yeah. a doorbell. Hang on. We got a doorbell here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we just had a, a little interruption. I'm sure you heard the doorbell. I had a delivery show up. I had shoes delivered here. They're very flashy. I thought they were going to be here earlier, but uh, show up right in the beginning of the show. Perfect Boom. timing. Yep. All right, so Matt, you had just introduced yourself. What are we drinking for this Dog Day podcast? We are drinking uh, the Salty Dog. The Salty Dog. Because mm-hmm. dog. Because <laughs> it has the word dog. <laughs> I had a better idea. So the, the main character, uh, Sonny, uh, is based off a guy named John, however Wartzik. you pronounce it. Wartzik? Is that, I didn't no, actually. I that's Sonny's. That's the character Sonny's name. Yeah. It's John something. I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, Votovich. W-O-J-T-O-W-I-C-Z. <laughs> Apparently, uh, he's known for actually having a, a very difficult <laughs> last name. But anyways, uh, it, my loose strand of connection was there's a documentary following this movie called The Dog, which uh, has interviews with him, as well as uh, his, he has some feelings about this film and i would say he's a little bit salty about it oh. <laughs> and so he is the dog who is salty he is the salty dog he is the salty dog i read somewhere that he there were like multiple shank attempts on his life in prison when they showed this film because it made it look like he sold out sal yes <laughs> so uh, they so because of the movie people in prison thought that Thought he was a snitch. Because of that, like, um, I was curious about that, too, because, like, I, I don't remember that ever panning out or having, like, any kind of conclusion other than, like, they're like, hey, so... It didn't really. I didn't conclude that, except for the fact that he lied to Sal about what they were talking about. Yeah, it was a little weird. So, 
they approached Sonny like, hey, we want like you to give up Sal and we'll give you a better deal or whatever, right? They didn't and even say that. He just said, they you just, don't worry about Sal, we'll take care of him. Yeah. So, oh. Kind of implied it. Like, although from what I hear uh, in the actual telling of the story is they were a lot more concerned about um, Sal than they were about Sonny. Well, in real life, Sal was only 19. Uh, in this, John Cazale, who plays him, is mm-hmm. 39. Right. Um, I think that also is kind of what played into like why he's so mentally stunted in the movie because mm-hmm. he's supposed to be like 20 years younger. Right. And also not that bright anyway, you know. Yeah. And he already had a prison record, which I think is why they were worried about it. Okay. So let's just do the quick synopsis. It's not a whole lot to go through. Just robbing a bank. Yeah. A <laughs> couple guys down their luck. A few guys actually down their luck. Uh, rob a bank in, in New York in the 70s. Chase uh, Manhattan. Um, it's in Brooklyn, right? Uh, well, the bank was Chase Manhattan. I think, yeah, Brooklyn. But I think yeah. it is in Brooklyn. The, the, <laughs> there's three of them that showed up and robbed the bank. And one of them's like a kid, and he immediately bails. He's like, I can't do this. Nope. And is never heard from again. Like, never mentioned again. Never. In real life, did he serve any prison time? Like, did that guy ever get arrested? I saw almost no information about him at all. Did he even exi- did they film him by accident and they're like, oh <laughs> shit, he's still in the movie. We cut him out of the rest of the movie and we forgot to <laughs> reshoot. Well, I read that was true. Uh, well, he, I don't think he made it in the bank in real life. He, he never f- even like left the he car. He saw right? a cop car parked on the same street and flipped out and ran away. So he was smart. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> ultimately. If that was the case, I don't expect he would have served any prison time. Conspiracy to rob a bank? Yeah. Yeah, but that's tricky. I don't know because he did go through the planning stages and get there to the scene to with, with the express purpose of robbing the bank, and then decided I'm not going to. Yeah, but do if you they, still get in trouble because the bank was robbed, or if they caught him when he was planning as like a prevention thing, then maybe that charge would stick, right? But he decided not to, and the rest of the team went and still did it anyways. Isn't there some law that if you know a crime is going to be committed, you have to report it? I don't, I don't think you get in trouble for so. not reporting it because you're not. It's not like your job or duty to like report. Because mm. so, because like, how would you know if someone's being serious or not, right? Well, because you helped plan it with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you have to plan, but like if if you know a crime is going to be committed and don't report it, I mean you don't have to be part of the planning process for that to be true. You could just right. be in a bar and hear like, "Yo, I'm going to murder this dude tonight," you know, and you don't say anything to anybody. Fair enough. I, I'm i just surprised. I mean, good for that guy, Get I guess. Your good Samaritan morals out of here, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just thought it was weird that he was like, I would understand why Sonny and Sal wouldn't, wouldn't mention him, but like no one in the bank and no one ever was like, hey, there was a third guy <laughs> who was part of this. And he, like, he didn't get the, a little blurb at the end, you know, where they're like, you know, Sonny is in prison for 20 years or whatever. To be fair, Sal didn't get a blurb at the end. <laughs> think you really need like he's six feet <laughs> underground now you're rotting away <laughs> uh well so okay so then long story short like the bank heist obviously goes wrong really quickly uh in the beginning and the uh, the police basically are like already outside like they i think it's the fire that sunny starts he wants to like get rid of the bank uh records and he burns them in a trash can and the smoke gains the attention of a insurance salesman across the street in another building who 
you think that he's like, oh, he totally buys it when the bank manager walks up. He's like, everything's A-OK, buddy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the police are calling <laughs> into the bank as they're about to leave. And they see them across the street, like, waving at them, like, I see you. Hi. See you robbing <laughs> the bank. Uh, and then it becomes a hostage situation from there where tensions rise and there's arguing back and forth. And Yeah. Um, Lasted for 14 hours in yeah. real life. Devin, I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions because I didn't get a whole lot of research done in this. But so they have a bunch of demands. The uh, demands are like basically, you know, the classic ones. I don't know if they're classic now because of this movie or that's just like a classic thing of like, I want a plane out of here. I want to I want transport to the airport. Then I want a jet and then yeah. we're gonna fly away to whatever country. I was wondering that as well. I was I was like, when when did that become the classic hostage demands in yeah, a bank like, heist? <laughs> because of the real road story or because of this movie, or right. was it already a thing and these were just doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they actually get a bus and all the hostages and the the robbers make it to the bus and they all drive to the airport uh, with the kind of a hostage police officer driving. Um, but then once they get there, the jig is up. They have guns planted in the car. They, the police shoot Sal, the second hand, the right hand man. FBI, there. I think it was at this point. Right, the FBI. And then they arrest Sonny in the end. Yeah, and Sal died. And yeah. in in the process, Sonny became a bit of like a folk hero. He did. No oh, way, also yeah. there was the whole like uh, queer thing. So yeah, so that was one of the things. Well, let's just do it right now since we're over the synopsis. Uh, it's a very progressive movie. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, they deal with homosexuality and the prejudices of it, especially being the '70s and how strong they were at the time. I mean, there's still tons of prejudices today, but in the '70s, it was even worse. The real know? life and the movie was made in the '70s. I mean, the movie was made only what like three years after the actual heist took place yeah it was a very quick turnaround i thought they also treated uh gender dysmorphia with like a decent amount of respect yeah yeah they even at the end too they they weren't even i don't know I, like i feel like they're really kind with it too and just very like yep so uh i, f- I forget the dude's name but um leon. leon like leon had a sex change operation is now living as a woman in you know wherever so about that actually um when uh sunny or john in real life went to prison he uh, for this film he in order he sold the rights to the story he got right? money he got paid for this and right? so he got like seventy five seventy five hundred dollars up front and then like one percent of the profits and he used that money to pay for leon's sex change oh so in the end the he, robbery in a very roundabout way did pay for the sex it change. kind of yeah. did he also only served five years of that 20 year sentence really yeah that's not bad I well, mean, I mean, he's not didn't... great for his work career afterwards and everything. <laughs> he but... didn't hurt anybody. That's true. Well, in real life, he didn't hurt anybody. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, that's the big one. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, kind of came off pretty easy. I would say. This like this movie is progressive, not just in like identity issues like that too, um, which was really cool to see in a movie, especially in the seventies. You know, with the main character being uh, being gay like that. He wasn't openly gay, you know, as his character in the movie. But then he does just kind of go like, well, I guess it's out now. Cool. So here we are, you know. I mean, he was pretty open. His mom came to his wedding to Leon. Yeah. Well, I said you didn't figure that out until like later on, you know, <laughs> like, like, wait a minute. Like that's that to me kind of threw me for a loop. Like, wow, his mom's like totally on board with this, knowing that he's married and has kids. Like that's a very understanding mother. 
I liked that they didn't make it. He wasn't like he was full of contradictions that he didn't seem to have any interest in like rectifying. Like I like that he kept referring to both Leon and uh, I forget his his female wife's name. I can't remember either. Or biological female. Uh, I think that's still wrong. Whatever the politically correct term, cis cis female wife. Yeah, sure. I think that's the correct way to Good say. Good save, it. Matt. Sorry, everybody. I'm trying. Um, uh, I like that he referred to both Leon and to his cis female wife as his wife. Um, even when he was writing his will, he would say like, "To my wife." I forget what her name was, Catherine or something. Yeah, he said it. He said it twice. He was like, "To my wife." Uh, Leon, who mm-hmm. is a man that I've loved more than any man could ever love any man, and then yeah. to my wife, you know, whoever, yeah. and like seems to have no interest in squaring that circle, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Because, like, almost in a way, it's almost showing polyamory too. Yeah, in a way where it's like, yeah, I love this person with all my heart, but I also love this all this other person with all my heart. You know, I don't think very... he loved the mother of his children. She seemed to annoy the shit out of him. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think he cared for her a whole right. lot, but yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think it was a, a romantic love anymore. I, anyway, at least I will at this say, point, yeah. And like, this is probably just because it was following the real world story, but like, I, I would have liked to have seen more of the relationship between uh, Sunny and Leon. Because, like, by the time you see them, they're already on the rocks and, like, Mm -hmm. broken up. Yeah, I heard this movie was actually criticized for portraying him, portraying Sonny in a nicer light than he actually was. Mm. Which is hard to say at this point, but, you know. Because he's he's dead now, right? He died of cancer or something. What did you guys think about, and lodge this question in your brain for later, uh, what did you think about um, the portrayal of the media and of, like, the sort of hero myth that developed around him it felt accurate to me you know it felt like it it showed how the real world really just sensationalizes like little bits and pieces of the story you know Mm. uh, and blows it up larger than life and then they 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 look for heroes and and people like the downtrodden that we can all like ooh, look at this guy he's fighting he's fighting the man you know yeah Um, it's funny there's like this whole transition right like at first the crowd doesn't think much of him, and then he does the Attica shouting, and then he throws money into the and crowd. He throws money, and they're loving him. But then they find out he's gay, yeah. And then they turn on him. But then a group of uh, presumably like LGBT New Yorkers shows up, and they're loving him again. Yeah. And like the media keeps going back and forth. Like they want to use him to profit, but then he tries to you know, speak truth to power and they swap it to like Wiley E. Coyote or whatever it was. Yeah. Please stand by. And then yeah, you hear like, like in the background, (laughs) let's just cut to cartoons. I just thought that was a really interesting, like um, as best as I could tell, that was the sort of editorial voice of the movie was like, they were using it to examine how we as a culture and specifically media like treats anti-heroes or you know what i mean there was something so there was something there that i i don't know that i can particularly articulate but there's something about the way that we build mythos around folk heroes and how it's like bonnie and clyde right everybody loves bonnie and clyde but like they were bad people oh, yeah 
murders. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> they weren't just bank robbers, right? Like, they were, like, stone-cold killers, which, you know, they ruined lives and families and ended them. Right. Like, they're not good people. And Sonny's not a good person, right? Like, he did want to... So, like, you can keep going back and back and back, right? So, like, he robbed a bank, but he wanted to rob a bank to help his transgender um, partner transition. But he only wanted to do that because his partner left him because he was so abusive and then like take a step back from that he only had a partner because he left his wife and kids um, <laughs> well, he didn't leave them but emotionally yeah right um like i, I, I mean, just didn't he point a gun at his wife yep yeah that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> like freaked out that she wouldn't go on a ride and then pointed a gun at her yeah that's kind of extreme oh yeah seems like an overreaction right like he's not with any kind of story like this, like Bonnie and Clyde or, or, or Sonny Wartzik, like if you ever saw the story from one of the victims of like, here's my life, I have wife and kids or whatever, you know, husband and, and family and I'm doing my thing and, I, you know, here are my struggles and my triumphs or whatever. And then one day it's all dashed away from someone with a gun, you know, and yeah. if you're watching Bonnie and Clyde's story and then, you know, they kill a couple people on the way, you're like, well, man, that was dark, but, you know, they got to do what they got to do. But if you just saw someone get killed from their point of view you'd be like who are these awful monsters showing right. up out of nowhere just yeah. killing people it's the most insane thing well i loved that one part where sunny came out and he's like starting to get the crowd riled up <laughs> and then like the boyfriend of one of the hostages comes out oh yeah and decks him and he's just just like he's just trying to save the woman he loves right yeah. and you're like I oh felt, right i felt for him i was Sonny's like man if that were me i'd be i'd be really it would take a lot of willpower to not go jump that guy like my fucking girlfriend's in there or wife or whatever like <laughs> yeah. you have her at gunpoint i'm yeah. gonna fucking kill you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh man yeah he would be a monster in my eyes you know and not this like folk hero but that's but that's what he was right like he was um like the crowd saw in him what they wanted to see um the news saw in him a chance to sell advertisements during the the you know afternoon and evening news yeah it's like uh devin and i just watched that um that newer movie that just came out about ted bundy the, mm. uh, what is it it's uh, it's all the adjectives the awful despicable evil whatever yeah it's called. with uh, um zach efron yeah where like it's the same deal where like every time kind he's on camera and he's in public he's like this charismatic like hey oh what's going on hey oh look at all these cops holding me you know in cuffs and whatever i'm not a bad guy look at me come on how could i how could i hurt anybody you look know? how handsome i am right <laughs> it's that same kind of deal where like once the cameras are on they're like hey everybody it's me everyone loves me right i couldn't have done this bad thing and then they go back to doing the it's bad statistics thing. pretty people don't commit crimes <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong with that logic that's right. why i've never been arrested <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've gotten away with literal murder multiple times. <laughs> and I'm recording it on a podcast because I'm that hot. <laughs> I had a thing. Uh, you yeah, guys so ever seen that Key and Peele skit where like the rapper admits to killing somebody in his song? Oh, it was an interrogation <laughs> yes. between like the cops and a rapper. And they're like, no, he, he's like denying it. And they're like, no, 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 but you're admitting it in your songs. He's like... Those are just songs, man. And, and they're like playing the songs and they're like incredibly specific to the crime. And like, <laughs> those are things I will that... lie to you. This is not a joke. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. really happens. Yeah, see that, that fact that you just had there in your lyrics? That's true. And also something we never released to the public. <laughs> so how do you know about them? Hey, I just made it up, man. It's just, <laughs> it's just a line of my song. 
Yeah, but that's a very spot-on specific <laughs> line. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I totally derailed you from saying something probably productive. He had something very important to say. No, about. just really, the, I, I loved the the crowd because we're talking about like the public's perception of of Sonny, and I loved how the crowd was like this, like sitcom uh, audience where they're just like ooh, <laughs> like everything that happens, you know, like uh, you know the the cops like on the bullhorn like Sonny. Sonny, we need come on out of here, Sonny. Hey, we need come to talk out, to you. Sonny, and then, and I was like, Sonny. He's like, hey, can you get those people to shut the hell up over there? And then you see the cops like, hey, hey, you cut it out. There are hostages in there. And everyone's like, ooh, now someone's in trouble. And they all they all did the cat calls and whistles every time Sonny patted somebody down to let them in the building. Yeah, because once they realize, like, oh, this dude's gay, and he starts patting people down, like, ooh, he's touching a guy. Yeah. <laughs> That like super like middle school kind of like oh, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it because it like lasted through the whole movie and like Sonny yeah. would walk out and he like could feel it happening and he's just like yeah like getting the crowd jazzed so this, up and this movie was kind of funny right parts of it yeah in in the, in the drama way of like you're seeing a slice of life and so there are going to be comedic moments in it because people are just funny usually like especially the beginning of it caught me off guard where they're like going to rob this bank right they're performing yeah. a heist and then you realize very quickly that they're very bad at it <laughs> he like he tries to rip his rifle out of the box and I there's like a string part. stuck on it and he like, keeps like God. trying to shake it off of the rifle i mean that was unscripted right like that, that just happened that i happened. don't i don't know but it was great but he I loved how he committed and he's still like and you can tell he looks almost like nervous about it and he's like Fuck, come on all right everybody <laughs> i got it now everyone's got on the ground there were a couple of that. I remember there was also when the NYPD um, uh, negotiator at one point was like talking through the bullhorn. He like said the wrong word. Yeah. But then like they kept it in. I was like, I like that. I like the little flubs. Yeah. I love those so much. I mentioned in the podcast just a couple episodes ago, but those are my favorite moments. I loved when him, uh, when Sonny and the detective uh, Moretti were like yelling at each other. Right. And they just started talking over each other. And then they were like, What'd you say? <laughs> oh yeah. It, it didn't feel like it was scripted. It felt like they were just like screaming at each other in improv. Yeah. It felt so real because they were like, yeah, they were, they were talking over each other or like stuttering and like saying the wrong word and then saying it again. And it felt like a real super angry yeah. conversation that I've had myself. Like I've done that where I'm like, no, you listen, listen, shut up, listen. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, I thought we were going to talk. And Moretti's like, we are talking. What is this? <laughs> I've said that line a bunch myself where someone's like, I thought, I thought we were going to talk. Like, this is it. We're talking right now. What are you? This is talking. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so this movie, um, n uh, like did the perfect, it was the perfect movie choice for this podcast for me because it, it checked all the boxes. Like, it was a classic movie that I wanted to see already and mm -hmm. never have. It's a movie that I now feel f wholer as a person who's into uh, pop culture, you know, ha having known it. And there are so many scenes and lines and stuff from this movie that I'm like, holy crap, this is what that's from. Like, like what? So the Attica chant. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that like 500 times. Yeah. So I'm going, Attica, Attica, man, Attica. <laughs> like I've, I've heard that so many times just walking back and forth. Attica, man. He wants to kill me so bad he can taste it. Oh, God, I was going to kill Attica! 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 And again, I know <laughs> I've done this a million times already.
it's, it's always, always sunny. sunny. That's right. Yeah, Charlie, uh, Charlie, he's like upset and he's up, he's mm-hmm. up on stage and he does this whole Attica man, Attica, walking back and forth and doing the fist pumps, <laughs> Attica, uh, the league. Um, uh, 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 Jason Manzukis does it in the league where he's like they're doing paintballing, he's running around, <laughs> Attica, right. Attica man, Attica. <laughs> And then someone's like, I don't think he knows what really happened in Attica because uh, <laughs> it's just, just you running around yelling it, <laughs> really excited about Attica. So there was that, and then there's the the hostages that were gathered around Sunny uh, and and moving from the building. That was uh, they did that in Bob's Burgers. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> uh, there's the the bank robber that is like holed up in the bank, and Bob has to like deliver food. I do there. remember this actually. <laughs> I thought when there were like three. Two, one, go. And then they all like, <laughs> scramble to get in the car as quickly as they can. <laughs> so, so frantically. <laughs> why do you why do you guys think it was, was I'm sorry, did were there more things? Nope, that was it. Why do you guys think Oh wait, one more. Okay. And I don't know how, if this has anything to do with anything, if if this was on purpose, but uh all I could think of when the FBI officer, member? Yeah. Agent? Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When uh, when the agent was <laughs> sitting in the car at the end. <laughs> I am a member of the FBI club. Of the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> I played the, I, I paid the premium. I'm a first class FBI member. <laughs> I have the tote bag. Uh, he, he's sitting in the front and he keeps reminding Sal like, hey, uh, just, just want to remind you, buddy, you got to keep that gun up. We don't want to hit a bump and you shoot me in the head you know, <laughs> while we're driving. We're so close to the end there, buddy. Just, just keep that gun up. All I could think of was that scene from uh, Pulp Fiction when someone's sitting in the back seat with a gun. Uh, uh, God damn it. Super famous actor. Can't think of his name right now. Grease. He, uh, uh, John Travolta. Thank you. John Travolta. He shoots one of the characters in oh, the face yeah, yeah, yeah. from the back seat because they hit a bump and he was just he wasn't even pointing the gun at him on purpose he was just leaning and had the gun out and they're in the middle of a conversation and hit a bump and just boom <laughs> uh, oh no it's from the front seat that's what it was anyway but then they're like what the fuck just happened and he's like oh man I think I just shot him in the face <laughs> what the fuck why I didn't do it on purpose I just hit a bump or something I wonder if Quentin Tarantino saw this movie and thought of what if that did happen, that scenario, but, you know, actually happened. Right. Because that's all I could think of. Because <laughs> I can't think of another moment or scene or anyone ever talking about, like, hey, if you're in the in a car with a gun, careful about bumps because you might shoot someone in the face, you know? That's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so w- you say it checked all the boxes for you. Um the way, so ironically, because we'll be watching another one of his films uh, next week, um, I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of uh, Sidney Lumet. I don't I don't feel like the direction does a whole lot. It's very serviceable. That's what it always feels like. Never feels like artistic. No, there was never. There's maybe only like one or two shots where I was like, "Wow, that was a really good shot," or like, "Wow, that that really frames this moment in a great way." You're right. Like I didn't. Nothing about like the art direction of the movie really yeah. spoke to me or really like stood out or anything. It was just the story was really solid and the mm-hmm. acting was amazing. Al Pacino did a great job. I oh, he, I loved him in this movie. Yeah, it's been really interesting actually going back because uh, Lumet was the same director that did Serpico. Oh, okay, so I don't I gotcha. know which of those came first, but this mm-hmm. is the same. I mean, they obviously teamed up for a second time. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's, I think that's it's really interesting going back and seeing because I know Pacino from like when he's an old man, middle-aged old man. Sure. You know, 
but I it's really interesting going back and seeing how he got his start other than Godfather which I think everybody has seen but yeah yeah I thought he played a pretty different character in comparison to Serpico I thought it was really interesting that <laughs> so at the beginning you know they kept so this is this is the one part where I thought the direction maybe was at least I I started with high hopes because that opening montage where they kept cutting between people, the haves and have-nots of yeah, New yeah. York. And he did another trash cyclone, which I know is something we talked about <laughs> uh, we did, when, yeah. when we saw Serpico. Um, I had to explain what a trash cyclone was. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking about? You know, the wind hits two pieces of building, you know, in a cyclone perfect corner. Trash. Yeah. <laughs> trash NATO. You've um, seen a lot in strip malls. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I thought that was, like, interesting that he was on either side of two stories about He's always playing somebody against the mainstream police, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, we back. had a little audio flub there. My my mic cable is a little loose, I guess, and so yeah. it, it keeps kind of popping out a little bit. You need to get a new one. Uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, what were we just talking about? Uh, we were talking about trash cyclones, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think we were also... Oh, you were talking about how New Hollywood was... Right. It went from what the producers want to make to what the creatives want to make. Yeah, because I think that's a big thing of the 70s is like a lot of anti-establishment movies and themes that you didn't see a whole lot of beforehand because it was the establishment basically making movies. It was like super gatekept, gatekept, gatekept at the time, you know, and then in the 60s and 70s is this big surgence of filmmakers making movies and not right. producers going like here or here's what you're going to make filmmaker, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think like, you know, Al Pacino was a huge actor in that new, like that's where he got his name from is from the, all the new Hollywood films. I liked this better than I liked Serpico. They were telling the story for a reason uh, as opposed to just telling the story. Uh, but I still feel like they kind of just told this. I don't know. Never mind. For I me, take that back. For me, they did the same thing in Serpico, but the story was just one day instead of an entire life, you know, or really like 10 years. I thought this stood well just as a film, even if it wasn't a true story. Yeah, that's uh, and and to be fair, I think they were less um, like you know you said that uh, whatever his real name is, I John. Forget, John whatever, is is sort of famously not a fan of this movie because he feels like it didn't get a lot of things right, yeah. which I would say were to its betterment. Yeah, I would say so. I think he said it was about thirty percent accurate. I read that too, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm actually really curious to see the documentary that came following this, which I think is just called The Dog. Um, and it's his telling of the story. Mm. Like they have an because he was out of prison. Also, did you guys know that when he got out of prison, he stood in front of the Chase Manhattan Bank wearing a t shirt that said, I robbed this bank? And it was like wow. signing autographs and stuff. Really? <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's actually, like, he seems proud of it yeah. to this day um and he even has said that if uh even knowing how it all turned out he would still do it again which is really get his friend killed again i guess so oh, I that's like a quote that. yeah <laughs> also from what I've, I've from reading some of his quotes he doesn't seem like the greatest no, guy in the world person <laughs> he also did kind of you know rob a bank still yeah. <laughs> I just want to make it known that I don't find someone who would rob a bank to be inherently bad or evil or, or a bad person. 
Yeah, I don't. I think he's more complex than just a bad person, right? But I don't. I don't think it's the robbing the bank that defines that. It's more about what he's said about it. That's yeah. just my opinion. Well, like the whole like he would do it all over again. Like in what way was that like framed? Because like you know you hear people say that like I wouldn't change a thing, even all the hard stuff, because then I wouldn't be who I am today. You know, or was he just like? Yeah, screw it, man. Like that was—I'd do it again. That was fun. You yeah, know? I mean, he still stands by. I think robbing the bank to get money for the sex change for his partner. I mean, which right? is which is an admiral cause. If he didn't want, you know, he didn't want to hurt anybody, as they portrayed in the film. Like, um, he was even letting, like, uh, that woman Jenny, I think her name was, who was like got a call from her husband, mm-hmm. and she was like, "What do I tell him?" He's like, "I don't know. Tell him the truth. We're robbing a bank." <laughs> that was a weird moment because they made the the husband or boyfriend or whatever it was appear like such a dick. <laughs> like, yeah. she's having to tell him where the food is, and like he's clearly arguing that he doesn't want to heat up food on his own. And yeah, like, she said, "Just cook whatever's there." Like, it seemed to imply a question of like, "So, what am I supposed to eat for dinner?" If you're like stuck at a bank robbery, <laughs> right? And I was like, "That's." rough <laughs> like was it only to juxtapose like Sonny was a better guy you know what i mean like maybe i mean all of the hostages kind of seem to like warm up to him you know pretty quickly right um like they were but dancing. at the end they were also all hugging each other and glad to be gone which i think True. was an important shot and and his yeah. reaction to it was important right no, yeah, it kind of like sunk in a bit at the end when he's getting cuffed and he sees yeah. the scene and then his friend being rolled away dead, you know, just like, oh boy, this is what what I done did. Yeah. But apparently in real life, he didn't really, <laughs> it didn't sink in quite that way. Yeah, you I know? guess. Do you know, do you know anything about like, did they actually make it to an airport in real life? They did from from what I read, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And then the uh, from what thing. I read, it went down exactly like that, pretty much, as wow. far as the ending goes. There was a gun hidden. I don't know if it was in like a secret compartment like that, but there was a gun hidden in the limousine. Also, their seating arrangement was different um, than how it was portrayed in the movie. Mm. But that's kind of it's yeah. actually kind of a dangerous move. I thought what like turning around and shooting down the entire limousine. Yeah. To, like what if one of the other like what if one of the girls had seen, seen the gun and panicked and like tried to duck out of the way and like taken the bullet in the forehead well he also didn't shoot him in the head in real life he shot him in, in like the chest and it was at point blank so he had the gun like up pressed against him mm. um, probably for that reason yeah but that's not as flashy as getting shot in the face <laughs> <laughs> like square perfect shot right in the forehead you know yeah Poor Kazale, also or like whatever his name is. Heads yeah. don't just have like a hole when you shoot them like that. They kind of well on the backside. In the yeah, front, yeah on the backside. A, I think in the yeah. front there's just the yeah, hole. Yeah, it's just a tiny little. Yeah, I mean on the backside, like there wasn't uh, really anything. Like there were people behind him that didn't get like. Oh yeah, the whole back window would be red. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a it'd be a big deal. Like in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where they had to then spend a scene like cleaning up blood and brains and getting all pissed about it it was amazing <laughs> i love the movie the uh i love the credits at the end by the way uh oh was there something there i, I stopped watching <laughs> no just just the way it was done um because it was still just at the airport and the camera's just pulling away and there's no music it was just cars driving away sirens going people walking it just to like really kind of like let the reality sink in of what was happening and not this like 
emotional or whatever you know or this yeah. like dark like ominous kind of music you know dum, dum, you know it was just it wasn't rosemary's baby yeah <laughs> it's just like yep that shit happens and then it's just a slow pan as you know back from the scene as the credits are rolling and then just done you know perfect i, I loved it i thought it was a great uh way to end it which is one of the only things in the movie that like outside of like what's happening and who's acting in it was I was like, wow, this movie's doing a really like mm. cool job. And yeah. I think just like Serpico, like Serpico had problems with the pacing and, and what they chose to keep in and leave, uh, 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 keep out. But the story was so great. I loved, you know, what was happening and I loved, you know, Al Pacino in it that I was like, this movie's fantastic. But yeah, I don't think the direction really had anything to do with it. Yeah. Same, I, same I, thing with this one. I honestly, uh, I well yeah I can I I felt like everything in this movie was trying to feed into the story whereas in Serpico I felt like they were hamstrung by trying to be too authentic or accurate or whatever it was um but I, I you know I enjoyed this a lot more and obviously there was a, a a somewhat some of the same creative team director and main actor two big ones mm. it's funny like I can't <laughs> I can't remember my rating of Serpico, but as of right this moment, like, so I don't know if I'm going to rate it higher or lower just due to memory. Um, but I feel like in this moment that it is better. I, I liked it better yeah. than Serpico. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. I thought it was a, a really well-told story. Yeah. Um, it was entertaining. I was, I was interested the entire time. I, I also went in pretty blind as did you, Matt. I yeah. Assume. Yeah. So let's let's do it now. Uh, I I'm gonna give it a uh, seven. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, definitely a take it. Uh, you should definitely see it. I I liked it a whole lot. I liked it like slightly better than Serpico, but I feel like I may have rated Serpico a little higher at the time. That's mm. what the twenty fifth episode's for. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's he's trying to figure out all those inconsistencies. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because, you know, your tastes change and moods change, right. like, even from day to day, you know, depending on, like, when you saw it and, like, what mood you were in when you saw it. And I would like to go on record. I was telling Jackie this the other day that the further away I get from the watching of Airplane, the more fondly I think back on it. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's great. I think it probably had something to do with the fact that you made me watch Friday afterwards, which makes everything look better in comparison. <laughs> Maybe maybe like a hundred episodes later, you go like, you know what? Friday was pretty fun. It's not no. that bad. I'm gonna give it a one instead. <laughs> Fuck Friday <Yeah. laughs> instead of a zero. <laughs> God. So Devin, what what do you think? Oh, you want me to go? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i I really liked it. I I feel it's gonna give it an eight point three. Two. I feel more eight three repeat critical of it. Because it's based off a of true story, more okay. Which Can is kind of that? Uh, which which is interesting for me. I think if it was just a movie, right, and it was just complete fiction, mm -hmm. I almost would like it better. For some reason, I just feel like I want to compare it to like the, the the true events, right? And I feel like where it doesn't get those correct detracts from it a little bit for me for some reason but as a film i really enjoyed it like before i looked up afterwards and was like oh this is where it's wrong this is where it's wrong what if the things that it made you feel were true but mm -hmm. the actual events were not i would say i was still entertained by it i would say i was still interested in the characters i thought al pacino's character or his portrayal of him was 
great. I mean, as as an independent character, I don't know if his portrayal of him was accurate, but sure. Um, supposedly, uh, the real um, the real man John says it was he really enjoyed it, but he might have just enjoyed it because he's you know a good actor and he's like, look, that's me in a movie. Right. <laughs> um, and also maybe because it possibly portrayed him as a better person than he is in real life. But I'd rate it pretty high. Um, I'd say I'd give it uh, an eight. So Matt, what, what would you rate it? Uh, seven. Okay. Yep. What? We rated something the same? Whoa. That might be the first. No, I think we've been on the same page before. Have we? I'm usually pretty opposed to Devin. Every now and then you and I fight, but I feel like more often than not, we're in the same ballpark. We have a good amount of overlap. Devin and I, I think, have the most overlap. You and yeah. I have some. I'm definitely the furthest out of the three of us. Mm. Yeah. You usually rate the lowest... Or occasionally we're complete opposites. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a lot to say. Uh, direction I thought was fine. I liked I liked that everything fed into itself, right? Like every part of the film. Well, actually, so here's a question that we didn't get to in the main thing. So I'll just interrupt the rating section to do it. The one part I still don't understand. I know what the dog days of summer are. I know that this robbery occurred presumably during the dog days of summer. Why did they choose to emphasize that? I don't understand that. For like the title and everything? Yeah. So I know like the tagline of the movie is something along the lines of it was supposed to be a 10 minute heist. Four hours later, you know, there's there's, there's a you know crowd of police and people outside. 10 hours later, the media, like it's a media circus. It all happens and here's the story or whatever. So I think it's supposed to be because it like it's such a long hot day you know and everybody's sweating and everybody's tense and everybody's there's nowhere to go you know so everyone's just kind of sitting around and waiting and waiting kind of like a lazy sunday afternoon but mm-hmm. like but there's also lives at stake at the same time so it's kind of juxtaposed between like oh it's a lazy sun you know summer afternoon and we're all just kind of hanging out but in a hostage situation where there's a you know, people pointing guns at us and stuff. So I think that's what it is, but I don't know. That's me guessing. And it's a weak guess like that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. That was the one part that I, I didn't really, um, I mean, maybe the that's title? what it is. That's yeah. your main criticism of the film. Well, I don't even know if it's a criticism. It could have just been something that I don't, I haven't wrapped my head around, you know, mm. it's a great, like take the meaning out of it just like the name alone just like dog day afternoon is such a great movie name you know yeah it's memorable it sounds punchy it's got that idiom right in there too but it kind of like makes its own idiom off of it in a way Mm. yeah i like it so matt what do you got for us next week yeah guys i'm gonna blow your mind so i picked this i picked this movie you're building this up too before we even started the show No, no no i picked this movie uh, at the beginning of this week. Um, and then so many things came together that it was like cosmic kismet, right? Like I've had a few of those in the show. Right. So Wait. Dir- directed by Sidney Lumet. Do you think Devin's ever heard of it? Even like heard the name before? No. No? But that's a safe guess. <laughs> right. That's just I'm just playing the odds. What if I've, I've seen, seen it? it? <sighs> That'd be crazy. Do you think I've seen it? I don't know. I've probably heard of it, but you surprise me sometimes. I, I, yeah. We're I about know. to find out. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to, we almost, so every time I pick mine, I've always picked based on directors. 
Okay. Um, I wanted to pick based on screenwriter for something new. Um, so it's written by Patty Chayefsky, who's one of the most famous uh, screenwriters of all time. What else has he done? I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. This is the <laughs> one that I've always known him for, which is why I picked this one. But he's one, I think he's the most winningest um, screenwriter, most Oscar wins for any screenwriter ever. Oh, um, wow. Um, uh, and so it's directed by Sidney Lumet. It is about the media, which I thought this movie had, like, this was clear. I think he did this movie before the next one. Uh, and so he's, like, clearly playing with those themes already. Uh, and just last week it was put on Netflix, so nobody has to pay to watch it. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Matt. So nice. we will we will be watching Sydney Lumet's Network. 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 Okay, I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, I've heard of it. Uh, Robert Redford's in it. Maybe. What I year did it come say? out? Maybe. <laughs> I want to say 80s, 1978. 70s. Yeah. I think it was the 70s. It was in the same period where Lumet was making. I think it was the next movie after this, maybe. Oh, this that's, means I get to pick next. That's my guess. So I've, I've heard of it, obviously. Yep. Uh, but I don't know anything about it other than, yeah, it's about like the dark side of network television and, and, and uh, the 24-hour news cycle and stuff like that. I know the inciting incident. Uh, I don't real world film. like true story I don't I, I believe it's I think it's inspired by real life events but is not based on them if that makes sense yes um, like the Titanic movie well that's, historical fiction I thought that was a documentary <laughs> that's still sort <laughs> of based on real events in the sense that like I think this is like a fate network with all fake characters all right so it's it's the it's real world themes of things that did happen along the lines of what happens in the movie, but nothing specifically. I think I could also be getting that wrong. Um, okay. I, I just know the inciting incident. There was an Aaron Sorkin show that used the inciting incident of this movie as the inciting incident <laughs> for the pilot. Okay. And then kept referencing the fact that it was in this movie. Oh, like in the show, they kept like, this is just like network. Yes. <laughs> it was it was uh what was that which is uh, weird because he wrote it so he wrote it with network in mind and then wrote his characters to be like this is like <laughs> <laughs> just in case was, people didn't realize when they're watching it it was really bad people didn't like it uh the show it had like matthew perry in it mm. uh studio 60 on the sunset strip that's the show i that sounds familiar but that's I how this movie first entered my consciousness ever okay. was watching that subpar aaron sorkin show because i loved the west wing <laughs> all right i'm uh i'm excited because this is definitely one of those movies again that I've, I've heard of and never seen and always meant to and never did so yeah and you don't have to pay for it perfect yeah that's great it's actually uh network came up um obviously because the same director like while i was looking for this movie in amazon prime mm -hmm. you know like network came up i think that's where i got robert redford i just saw a picture and yeah, yeah. it might be i i know very little about the cast how no. long ago did you guys watch dog day afternoon yesterday i finished it maybe so you guys watched it separately an hour before we started i would work the show. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was just checking. I also watched it today. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I was just curious. I watched it today. Today. I watched it today. Dog it day. was dog day. Dog it was day. a dog day. <laughs> woof, woof. Afternoon. <laughs> 
short and sweet. How come you never sing with us, Devin? I do. You yeah, just can't hear it. It used to be just me, and then Matt started joining <laughs> in, which has been fun. And then, but, but no, no, Devin. I do. I say things. <laughs> Mister, take himself too seriously over here. I'm he's he's the hype man who just goes like, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> want more of that? <laughs> it's coming. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. You know what? It is weird. I'm getting out of here. See you. See you guys later. Goodbye. Stomp, stomp, clomp, clomp. Door close. <laughs> Slam. Walk, walk, walk. Get into a car. Noise. <laughs> One ticket to Florida, please. There's <laughs> <laughs> fire everywhere. Gotta pull the parachute. <laughs> I brought one on every flight because I'm that prepared. <laughs> uh, okay, bye, everybody. <laughs> YouTubeDownloader.cc Pretty much It's something just like that I recommend taking a sip Out of the same place You took a sip previously (laughs) So just ignore the salt Just ignore the salt Exactly what I just did It would be better with ice (laughs) Yeah The salt really intensifies The vodka for some reason Hey wait Hang on a second You guys ready? Up there little man (laughs) (laughs) Alright We are Live-o Oh, do we have to... Tyler is ready. We don't have to adjust my...